This is Agents Influence Podcast. I want our school to be a place where kids want to come and not just have to come. And whatever we do on a daily basis has to make them want to come. It has to be meaningful relationships. It has to be purposeful lessons that connects not only the content with them, but the content with the world. And that's where you get kids to motivate. If you sit back with a paper and pencil, that's not going to motivate a kid. But how are you going to engage me with that? How are you going to allow me to apply that to make a blog to talk about what I'm learning and to talk about how to reach out? How are we going to take where we are and make it applicable for them and their future? I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, conversations with Jason Cass. That's me. And we have a guy today by the name of Tron Young. He is a, um, I don't want to say old because he's not old, but he is an old <laughs> school friend. Um, so we've known each other back in the day. He's younger than me, but we got to know each other because he believes in his community. He believes in creating a better life for himself and for everybody that's around him. And so that kind of falls in line with the series that we're going to be doing here for the month of June, which happens to be, I don't know, great and amazing people, I guess. That sounds pretty good to me because he embodies that. And so I'd like to help, uh, welcome to the podcast, uh, Mr. Tron Young. How are you doing, Tron? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Excited to be here today. Yeah, that's right. Great and amazing people. I think it fits with you because, dude, we have, uh, it's really crazy. Like, I don't know the first pl- place we met. I don't really, I, I just, I really don't. You know what I mean? Do, do yeah. you remember the first place we met? I I don't. I, I remember when we got to know each other was was with your son. Like, yes. really got to know, but like right? the first time interacting, I, I I'm not for sure. I mean, dude, I guess when two greatness people walk around, they just don't see the other person's greatness as much. I don't know. I'm just joking. <laughs> totally, totally. My loyal listeners know I got an ego. So, yeah. So, no, the thing is, though, is, is that's a good point because- you have always been really involved in the community. And and then your older brother, Brian, mm-hmm. so I think he's what? I'm 96. What's he, 95? Uh, he is 94. Four, four. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I kind of knew him. And so it was just – it was really weird because I really didn't know you as you were coming through middle school and then the yeah. high school. But after you got, got out there, you made a huge impact in the world. And, and so, Tron, before we get on there and let the loyal listeners know about the impact you made because I want to hear all about that, got a couple questions for you. You ready? Right. I'm ready. Are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I'm a Droid user. Yes, I am a That's droid me. guy all the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the more listeners know what's up now. That's right. That's right. About 20 to 30% of our people or less are droid users. Most are at- yeah, yeah. That's awesome. See, great and amazing people. Number one, droid user. Awesome. Right. Number two, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? I would say I hate to lose. I hate, hate to lose? lose. I do. I hate Just- to lose. Skits you, huh? It does. It does. It's the competitive edge of me. Um, and and it's it's one of those things that like if if I put my all into it and I lose, it's easier to swallow sometimes, but I still like it will right. I would I would be replaying whatever it is probably 
forever. Like Never. I could have done this or I should have done that or, um, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, I know. And it's for everybody's different, but you are, you're right. So it's uh, you hate to lose, um, skill or luck. If there was only two things that had brought you where you are, and I know there could be a lot of different things, but if uh-huh. we we're going to choose between those, which would be greater skill or luck skill? Definitely skill, huh? Skill, yeah. I think um, I think it's wow. skill because I think it's something that, uh, for me, prepare yourself for whatever to come. And so once you're prepared, it's not the luck that got you there, but it's the skill and the gifts that you were given that allows you to be ready to step in whatever comes. If you have luck, but you still don't have the skill to operate in whatever comes your way, I don't think you'll be successful. Mm. Well, well said. Well, well said. Well said. I like that, Tron. Tron, <laughs> now everybody doesn't know you like I do, but I don't even know you like some other people do out there. Take us back to, you know, grade school, high school, and bring us forward. Let the loyal listeners know and connect how great and amazing person you are. Gotcha. So you want me to do my first principle there? Like, this is a story all about That's how it. My- <laughs> That's it. Start right there. <laughs> I tell you what. So um, born and raised in Centralia, Illinois, uh, small knit community, as your I think your listeners know, but definitely one that that put a foundation in me um, that ha- allowed me to be the person I am, and kind of the reason why I do the things I do. Um, a family of three, single mother. I'm the baby. I'm the baby. Have an older brother Brian that you mentioned, uh, and then my sisters in the middle, Shantae, and then it's me. And so uh, I like to say that you know the baby. I had to work the hardest, but my brother would say <laughs> otherwise. He would say I was spoiled, but uh, <laughs> oh, I just true. learned from everyone else's mistakes what not to do, so that I can uh, you know be great. So, but um, yeah, so I I decided um, when I was in junior high, um, it wasn't like do I. I want to, uh, I was trying to decide if I want to be a lawyer or a teacher. And at that time in junior high, I was thinking, I don't think I could be crooked enough to defend someone who is wrong to prove <laughs> that they're right. So I became a teacher. <laughs> uh, and and high, high achieved there. So you became a teacher. Where was your first teaching gig? My first teaching gig was in Centralia, Illinois, actually. Um, I I graduated uh, from college and got a job in Centralia at the middle school or junior high that I went to um, there in Centralia, was working with uh, teachers who actually taught me. That was an interesting experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I did seventh grade math there at the uh, and Centralia. So that was the first, my first job that I had uh, as an educator. And then you moved right up into where? Up into, I think, a principal, right? Of the I did. I did. So I went actually to an elementary school there in our uh, school district at Schiller Elementary for one year, which was a first through third grade building. That's right. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to the junior high where I was a student at and taught at and became the principal uh, there. So uh, I was there for uh, four years and then moved to O'Fallon, Illinois, after I married my beautiful wife, partner, motivator. That she is. Yes, uh, that she is. Yeah. So uh, and we um, we moved here in O'Fallon. She was a nurse at the time now, a nurse practitioner in the St. Louis area. And so it was the happy medium between us two when we were there, uh, but was there and then got a job over here closer to home once we had our first little guy. 
Yeah, yeah, and became the principal of a very, very, very good school district. I think that I was literally looking at this just the other day. It's like in the top 6% of schools nationwide. I know there's a bunch of different different ways they grade that, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was pretty phenomenal. Edwardsville and O'Fallon uh, yeah. school districts. That's pretty yeah. phenomenal. And uh, you and what is it middle school that you lead there? I am. I am Joseph yeah. Arthur Middle School. Okay. So now to get off your story uh, to your humbleness, if I, so what was the award you just won? Didn't you win like principal of the year? Haven't you already won teacher of the year? What are some of your accolades? Yeah. So, um, when I was teaching, uh, back in 2010, it was, I won the, uh, Bob Hazeman Illinois education association teacher of the year for the state of Illinois. And okay. it was to a new teacher who was making an impact in, uh, the union and in the field of education. So I won that one. And then I was pleasantly surprised and shocked that this year I was named the Illinois Principal Association Middle School Principal of the Year for the state of Illinois. Come on now. Get back. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, that was a shocker, though, right? I mean, sometimes we know that, hey, I would like to have that every once in a while and I'm going to work towards it. And But, I mean, a shocker for you, huh? Yeah, it really was. Like, you know, I, there's lots of people out there doing great things. And I, I know that I put my heart into all I do and I love it. Uh, my wife often tells me, like, if I'm up working late, she says her statement that she makes me all the time is like, you know, you're you're a great principal, but you're doing this because you want to be excellent, right? Like you don't have to stay up and do this, but I know you're doing it because you're excellent. So I love you for it. And, oh. and it is. And so it's, I feel like this is something that like, you know, growing up, you know, being a single parent home and mother working paycheck to paycheck and doing what she needed to do for us uh, and, and instilling that hard work and that effort. And to for me, telling my students always effort equals success. Right. There there may be somebody who's smarter than you. There may be somebody who may be stronger than you. But if you put in that effort and you put in that grind, you will be happy with the end that comes from that. And you don't know what the end may be, but you'll always be happy with putting that effort towards that success. And so I, it's, it's one of those things that the, I feel like the effort and the time and the energy, um, it's nice to be recognized. It's nice for my students who come from all different types of backgrounds who have seen and been a part of that experience and, and hearing me say, here's the effort, here's the things I'm doing. I'm telling you guys it's worth it. And now my eighth graders are like, Oh, I understand. Like, so you're right. When I go in high school, I should do this and having other people come in and saying different things. And so it it. is, it's, it's love. It it feels good, but it's definitely a a humbling and honoring experience. Well, and, and I bet you it is dude. And, and I mean, um, yeah, you know, you've, you've, you've said so much good stuff there because loyal listeners, you don't, you just, this is the first time you've seen or heard Tron, but like, if you, if you're like us and you get to follow him, you, you it, not just me, like when I say us as friends, I'm talking our whole communities in Southern Illinois. I mean, you do videos. I mean, I think I saw you like on the St. Louis news one time they were making, <laughs> I mean, you make videos with the kids, like you make, you make education fun. And what's amazing is, is your test scores back it up. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, you came into a good situation in the first place let's be honest uh, i mean o'fallon was good but sometimes those are the toughest things to keep right is when we're yeah. right high it's like maintain well, that excellence yeah well actually the, the the challenge was i came to a school that actually was underperforming for real okay yeah. so i okay. came to a school that was labeled when i got there underperforming and I then after these two that. yeah so after these two years it's a higher poverty school um that that i went to and so it was a whole shift 
and kind of the expectation and the conversation that we're having uh, with with my students. And so this year, after two years of me being there, we now are ranked commendable like all the other schools in O'Fallon, right? So we were the one underperforming school. When I got there, they were the one underperforming school that was there. And I told my teachers, if you trust the process with me, I guarantee you'll be happy with where we're land. And hmm. once we went to, uh, got the commendable scores, I did a big assembly, announced it to all the students, announced it wow. to, I mean, we celebrated that. And I told them, cause it wasn't just something that I did. It's the hard work that we all put in and we Absolutely. all understand um, that, that it is. It's a process and it doesn't happen overnight. I had a five year goal. We're on year three. And, and after year two, we, we already see the re- the benefit of what's happening. Mm, man, I did not know that. I am so, see, loyal listeners, you're getting the beauty. I'm, I'm telling you, Tron, I'm getting goosebumps and stuff. <laughs> and I, and I know that just because it's like, it's, that's, that's a lot of people's, there's a lot of principal's story, right? That, that they're doing these great things. And that's why I wanted to bring you on. But, but, but because I know you, it even makes it better for me, right? It's like, it's like, I know that guy, you know? You know, so, so it's, it's, it, no, it's, it's important. And that, that is so great. And I love, there's so much to learn here. A lot of the people who are listening right now, a lot of them are business owners, right? A lot of them may are be in the insurance industry. Maybe they're in other industries, but they're listening from across the world. And there's the one unifying thing that we all love about your story. And it's that you took an underperforming thing, grounded the troops to, uh, together, said, here's the vision, mm-hmm. believe in the vision, and you're going to like the outcome. And here you are almost halfway through it. And you're already starting to see that. Um, because it's scary, right? As a yeah. leader, John. I mean, you, 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 you were driving home after you had that meeting with them, thinking to yourself, right. like, man, I hope this works, right? I mean, that's what yes. we're doing. But, but, but yes. we got to believe in it, right? We got to just keep going, like your wife said, because you're excellent. You know, we got to stay up. Yes. So, man, that, that's uh, that is so great, man. That is so awesome. Uh, so many stories to be told there. And what would you say? Um, it's easier to just say to your te- to to your to your um, to your team to say you know hey we're going to um, we're going to do this and this and this and this is where we're going to get just believe in me that's nice but the next day school started right and it's easy to slide back into those routines for any business owner out there which can mm-hmm. be learned from this lesson what did you have to do on a daily or weekly basis just uh, can you think of something that made yeah. you that made you say, Hey, we got to keep the vision. We got to yeah. stay the focus. Anything? Yeah. I think my, my biggest thing is uh, model my expectation, right? Cause if I expect them to do it, then I'm going to be out there doing it and grinding it as well. Right. So I model the connection and the relationship with kids. I model how to engage with students. Um, I'm, I'm a part of the process as much as them. I'm not just the, the top barking to the orders down below. I'm the top, developing the orders with them where we need to go, where the troops need to go, where we need to put our stake in the road. And and, and I go with them, right? I'm marching right. right alongside with them in there. And and I think that's something that a lot of people aren't used to. A lot of a lot of people, uh, when you think of a principal, when you think, and it's shifting a little bit now, but you still have that like I'm a standoffish. I'm I'm back here. I'm doing the paperwork. I'm disciplining, but I'm not there. Like I'm in the classrooms. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm there teaching with the teacher. I'm there side uh, working with the kid in study hall. I'm I'm at the lunchroom. I'm having those conversations. I'm picking up the phone and calling the parent. Um, and in a shift of looking at um, 
in education and in our school especially, but not looking at um, these kids have to be here, so they should be here, but having the kids think, I want to be here. I get the chance to be here. I get the chance to be in this classroom. Uh, I, I I want to uh, I want our school to be a place where kids want to come and not just have to come. And mm-hmm. whatever we do on the daily basis has to make them want to come. It has to be meaningful relationships. It has to be purposeful lessons that connects not only the content with them, but the content with the world. Right. And oh, wow. and that's where you get kids to motivate. I mean, that if you sit back with a paper and pencil. That's not going to motivate a kid, right? Because I can go watch a seven second YouTube video and learn the same thing that you spent 42 minutes on. But how are you going to engage me with that? How are you going to allow me to apply that to make a blog to talk about what I'm learning and to talk about how to reach out? How are we going to take where we are and make it applicable for them and their future? So that's that's the goal. So modeling that with my staff and being there and engaging, um, I think, is the number one thing. Wow. So amazing. Such a refreshing breath of fresh air to to kids because they're they would say exactly what you just said and it would be considered um, disrespectful, which in a way yes, I guess it would right, in a way right. it would be if they're not doing it right, right? But to say, ma'am or sir, you just taught us that, and I could watch that in seven seconds. Now, <laughs> me as a teacher or as an adult, I think, how dare them? Yes, but there's legitimacy to that. Mm-hmm. There's legitimacy to the fact I'm letting you know that I, I, I could do that. But what you said was great is engaging them and getting them involved and relating it to their world. Yes. Now is something that sometimes they can't do. As in, as insurance agents, we have our clients who call us with this information. And we have this old way of thinking, Tron, that used to be before the internet, if you needed to know anything, you had to call me the insurance mm-hmm. agent. I gave you the information. <laughs> now the gates are open and that, ga- and that information can be shared everywhere. And it's not so much now that my clients call me. And they don't call me, Tron, and say, hey, Jason, this or this. They've already researched right. it. They already know it. They now are calling me to say, you know my life. How does that fit into my mm-hmm. life, right? Which is kind of what you're doing there. You're saying take what you're teaching them and bring it into their life because that's what they're needing you to do as a teacher today. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff, Tron. Good stuff. I like that. E- effort equals success. By the way, when you see me, I- I'm actually taking notes here. I'm just not ignoring you. No, uh, you're effort, good. <laughs> effort equals success. And I love you. Model the expectation. I think that there's a lot that can be learned from any any in, um, insurance agent, any business owner out there on that. That's, this, that's, that transcends anything. Mm-hmm. Model what you're trying to do. That's parenting, right? Right. That's, that's <laughs> everything, everything we do. Um, and then, and I love the fact that you came from that underperforming school. Do you guys use the word culture a lot when you're talking about uh, changing? Absolutely. The, that, yes. Okay. Because we yep. use that word a lot in the business. Absolutely. I didn't know. Okay. Culture. What would you, what would you say? What would you say your definition of culture would be? I say uh, the definition of culture with me would, would be the collective environment that we create in our institution. Right. So it wouldn't just be an individual piece. And I think uh, a lot of times as leaders and as people, um, we look at culture from a very individualistic lens um, of how people feel or how. Right. But it's a collective effort into uh, developing a culture. Uh, A culture can be seen. A culture can be felt. 
um, in, in inside there. So those are two things, how people see it and how people feel uh, within that culture of, of our school is, is key. And I talk about that, like everyone plays that, that, that piece because you send an email to a parent and they feel some type of way about that, that impacts how they view. And now we're at a point where that doesn't just stay them and they're not just calling up their girlfriend and being upset. They're blasting it on Facebook. They're blasting it on Twitter. They're blasting it everywhere about that. Not only are they blasting it, but then they're tagging schools (laughs) and people. And and I'm like, what in the world? (laughs) You know? So, I mean, culture, I mean, it's huge. It's huge because we all know when your culture uh, comes, you know, and, and defining that, right? A lot of people uh, try to define, especially in education, uh, try to define the culture for you. And if you don't define that culture and if you don't tell your story, what you're doing to impact that culture, to set that tone, then perception becomes reality. Mm-hmm. And you're always fighting uphill instead of you setting the playing field and getting that out there to people, what you're doing. Uh, and I think that's, that was the biggest shift, right? So the biggest shift is um, in my school, they were operating in a silo and there was good things that were happening, but no one knew. So they were already always battling battles with students, with parents, with community, because they didn't know, right? Like I, I moved to uh, O'Fallon, and said, hey, this is the principal of the school I'm going to be at. And people are like, where? That school's here? But because it was so underperforming, they never talked about it. They didn't want the story out, right? And I'm like, no, like, we need to be out here. Like, we need to know because our kids' future depend on us connecting them to the community, yes. right? If they're not connecting to the community, then they're not going to have these resources and the things that they're always going to be playing from behind, uh, and so I think that's the culture, right? So my culture was that we need to connect and create an environment, like I said, that people want to be at, right? Mm-hmm. That businesses want to come and support and mentor kids that want to come and do a future Friday talk and talk to them about their business and talk to them about, and then who knows what connection this kid can make uh, with someone or what their future can be based off of that. So uh, your original question, what is culture? Culture is the environment that's created by everyone who's a part of our school. Mm -hmm. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. I won't go into it because your talking does enough of it for the loyal listeners, but like so many things are the same. So many things are the same, you know, and when, especially when you're talking about culture and it's so, it was so cool to, to hear you dive into that. And then like, we're picturing ourselves in our own businesses, like, wow, it's all the same. And that's reassuring and, and refortifying that what we're doing is, is, is uh, the right thing. So that was pretty cool. One thing I wanted to bring back, I wanted to hop back real quick for a minute. Um, that you said, I think that this is an interesting thing. I think that a lot of people can learn from and I'm, and I'm curious about this. You have an older brother, you have an older sister and you're the baby. 
And I think you said something that you don't realize you said, and I want to, I want to, I want to dive into it real quick. And you said, you know, I was able to think, see the things. What did you say? Learn the things not to do because you were the youngest, right? How, why is it that so many people, why is it that that was your perception? Why is it there's so many young kids that that's not their perception? Actually, to see their older and 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 younger or older sister do bad things would actually encourage them too. Uh-huh. And, but now, now I do know to be honest with you, loyalists, you don't know his older brother and sister weren't doing many bad things. That's what you guys know about. <laughs> Probably not more more than we don't know, but you know that's the thing. So, so you know what I mean, though. Why? Yeah. Where, how does that perception? Why does someone go this way versus that way? What are your thoughts on that? You know, I, I I think it's two reasons, right? I think the first reason was my inner desire, right? So my inner desire was I wanted to make my life better, right? I saw my mother struggling. Um, I saw so many people, right? My family and the community, people struggling. Like they're making it, right? They're mm-hmm. making it, but it was a challenge, right? Like mm-hmm. it was, it was a struggle. It was, you know, when you have, when I, when I see my mother have to make a decision whether uh, she's going to pay the rent or going to pay the power bill and spend it a couple of days without power because of that, I didn't want to have to experience that. Mm-hmm. And I knew my mother didn't want me to have to experience that. Right. So now that I'm a parent, I realize like every parent wants their kid to have better and greater than what they have. Right. And mm-hmm. so my mother always supported me in anything that I did. My family supported me in anything that I did. And that inner desire me of uh, wanting to be better, wanting to have a life where uh, I don't have to struggle paycheck to paycheck was something that I'm like, all right, so what can I learn from this situation? All right. Yep. He got in trouble because he came in at 1215. He was supposed to be in at 12. I'm going to come home at 1145. So when I come in at 12 and 15, I got a grace because I'm normally in at home in time, right? Like those little things that, you know, that matters. That matters. And it's character, right? So it's character. So now I'm I'm older. It's all right. Look, okay, be at the meeting five to 10 minutes early. Don't be five to 10 minutes late. Like it transitions to life, but I knew, hey, to play Mm -hmm. ahead of the game, right? I want to be ahead of the game instead of behind the game because if I was playing behind, you're always playing catch up, right? But if you're ahead of the game, you got a little grace period. You got a little grace room if something happens. So I think that's the first like my inner desire uh, to greatness. And I think the second thing is, is mentors and people in my life. Um, Outside of my family, there are major individuals who played a major role in my life. And I always talk about this one and Mrs. Judy Truitt, who is my fifth grade teacher. And the reason why I chose to be a teacher instead of a lawyer is because the impact that she had on me, not, not had, has on me still to this day. Uh, she's my mother, my best friend, my my role model. Um, she she always said that, Chan, uh, you are destined for greatness, and never let anyone change who you are. Right, like, and that was like her mantra to me. And I guarantee you, she probably said it to every kid. And as I became a teacher, she told me that you know what, you can't save them all, but you shouldn't stop trying. So what she said, right? So what she told me is like what I thought was then like, okay, so she probably told everyone, right? You're destined for greatness and don't anyone change you. But it didn't impact everyone the same. But because of my inner desire and because I had somebody behind me cheering me on, like it pushed me forward. My trajectory was, I think, was greater than if I didn't. If I had one and not the other, 
mm-hmm. not for sure if I would be at the place where I'm at. Because when things go rough, I have somebody to go to. I have someone to talk to. I have um, mm-hmm. that road that was paved that they can say, you know what? It does get better. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Right? Just hang in there. Just keep going. Um, you know, because it wasn't an easy journey. Right. And I tell my students that all the time, like you, you see the you see the shiny polished finish of everyone online. Right. So all your stars, all your rap artists, all these people that you like, it's shiny. It looks really shiny. But if you strip that all away, do you see what they had to go through to get to where they are? Right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just happen. It's not. There's somebody who when you want to sit down and stop dribbling that ball because you think you're you're that good, that's going to pick it up and still going to be dribbling when it's raining outside and shooting 100 free throws. Mm -hmm. There's someone who's going to pick up that band instrument and practice for another two hours. There's someone who's going to continue to recreate or to to redo that homework that they got wrong, even though the teacher because they want it. Right. Right. So what's your want and let your want and your dream be greater than your now. Right. Like let let that be greater. And it's hard as a middle schooler to get. But it makes me happy when I have students who are now 20, 25, who message me is like, I remember when you said and mm-hmm. I remember and I appreciate that because I get it now and it stuck with me and I didn't realize it. So, yeah, that's good stuff, man. That all means stuff. And I think sometimes once again, two people walk out of a awesome meeting and one says my life will never be the same. The other one says that was dumb as can be right. It comes to that. I love how you anchored it though. in your desire, your inner desire. I really, that, that, that was really, really good stuff. And, um, you know, that is, there's a lot to be learned about that. It did. It all doesn't happen overnight. Boy, I wish that uh, people could see that, but it's so weird because the young people can't see that. We couldn't see it. Right. 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 We couldn't see it. And the only thing you can do is just keep talking to them and letting them know that uh, that's that's just the way that it is. Uh, Rylan said to me, he's 14 the other day. He said, Dad, wow. you know how you always used to tell me that uh, that when I get older, you're going to you're going to talk to me about the stuff that I'll understand. I said, yeah. He's like, do you think I'm old enough yet? <laughs> <laughs> we were cleaning out the gutters. <laughs> I'm like, well, it depends on what the topic. What's <laughs> <laughs> so, so it was funny. It was funny. Anyway, um, so so yeah, dude. Hey, I really do appreciate. What are the things I want to close with on this? Because this is coming out in ju- in June. Just loyal listeners, so you know, it's April twenty second right now. Um, and this is going to be coming out in June during this series. And so I don't know where we are in COVID. Right. <laughs> right. Like today, today, it was not where I thought we were going to be a week or two ago. And for heck, where I thought we were going to be two or three months ago. Right. Right. So, <laughs> so, so I mean, we don't know where we are there. But overall, um, education. We're, I mean, what are your guys? What's the talk out there, man? What I mean, you 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 know, you're you're connected on this yeah. stuff. I mean, what is is it is it going to change education? What we're going through right now? What are your thoughts? Tell me your thoughts on this. How's this affecting it? So remember, you're talking to someone who, who, who looks forward and not where we are, right? Good point. And yep. so I literally was on a, a meeting with the state board of education, and we were talking about graduation requirements and waiving it and what that looks like. And there was about ten of us administrators across the state, and I just like, and they were talking about like what used to be and like when we go back. And I just stopped and I said, "Can I just say something and take it the grain of salt?" But I hope this. Instead of talking about people saying, I'm ready to go back to the way we used to be, I hope people say, I look forward to where we can be after this, right? right? Right. Because I think this is having us to stop and take a real look at what we're doing in education. I think in education, 
it's one of those that is very slow to change, yeah. right? And someone does something different and it's like a magic bullet because we're not like everyone wants to hang on to the old, mm-hmm. to that, what I used to do and how I used to get it. But our kids are not the same, right? right. So we're shifting because what we're doing right now, five years from now, is going to have to shift. That's right. That's it's right. going to have to shift. So mm-hmm. I think after this, I think there's going to be a big shift. I think after this, we're never going to have a snow day ever again because it's going to be an e-learning day. Did not think of that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So you, you, you're you going to have to be up at nine o'clock, sign on and do your work. Right. And part of me is like, oh, yeah, we don't do it. But part of me is like, as a kid, those were fun days. Like, that's when you went out and played in the snow. Like, that's, that's when right. you got with your friends and tried to build a fort and a snowman and like <laughs> went right. to the hill in Foundation Park and like, <laughs> right. <laughs> Try not to yeah. crack your head maybe, open. Maybe you guys have a shorter schedule, right? Yeah. You have like a like, four hour schedule so the kids can still absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Right? That's, that's the goal. Like, that, yeah. and that's why I said, like, we need to have that conversation because you still. Like, I, I believe in education. I believe learning is fun. But I think it's all part of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. a snow day for us is part of it. Like, California and all those places, uh, they don't know about a snow day, right? But, right. like, True. Midwest, like, you know about a snow day. Like, you know what that feels like to be like, are we on Are we on TV? Because <laughs> oh, <my laughs> I tell you, the teachers are the same way. The teachers are, if they think it's going to snow, they're texting me. Hey, has the call been made? Has- <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. But I think that's going to be the biggest, I think that's going to be the biggest shift, right? So we all will have a platform available um, to provide instruction in the interim of if school cannot happen, right? So if we can't be in school, if we can't do those things. uh, So, yeah. I think that's very, very interesting. And um, yeah, I think it's going to change a whole lot. I think I've been kind of sitting back wondering and looking at things today. The first thing really kind of hit me. Um, I went to go, uh, you know, if you go to Home Depot or Lowe's or something, like if you're online, even on your phone in the thing, it'll show, tell you like what aisle it's Where, on. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It is, right? It'll tell you if it's in the store, uh-huh. you know? So I started thinking and, and, and like, I know we've all thought about this, but I think this could really go huge as to where I went to Best Buy to get this ink. Before I left, I saw that they had it at this store right here in Edwardsville. I drove up and they have like this drive service. Uh-huh. And I come up and I said, hey, I need this. I already know it's here. He's like, all right, hold on, pull around. By the time I pulled around and got out, I walk up to the counter, which is outside because they have like an immobile counter yeah. outside. And the guy's right there holding it. And he's like, here it is, man. And and boom, I paid for it. And I, I drove away. And I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, that was too easy. That was like getting my <laughs> Starbucks, right? right. And I started thinking, I started thinking to myself, like, I can see how stores that have aisles in them will go away. I'm not saying Best Buy is going to go away, but they're going to have just a warehouse with people in there. Uh-huh. Think of the Amazon model, yep. where they just have this warehouse every, as long as they can drive to two hours, they're yes. going to put thing there so they could do it. I can see it going that way to where if I don't want to wait two or three hours or four hours, I can go get it now, but you're going to order it. Know if it's in the store and you're just going to drive up there. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be no going into the store anymore. And I think there will be those stores that are like, oh, you can still come into our store. But I think here's the thing. Think about this, Tron. Don't think just about the store. Okay. Think about the parking lot. Uh Uh-huh. 
Think about, I mean, the parking lot at Best Buy is huge. huge Think right? of all of these places that if you don't park anymore, all this land that opens up, you know? Mm-hmm. And it really starts to make you look at new developments of these huge shopping malls. Mm. And even even not the shopping malls, but the little um, strips uh, and uh, strips yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was really, really interesting. I'm thinking to myself, wow. So I was thinking like, do I enjoy going into Best Buy? Like, I guess if it's Christmas and like, I want to just look around, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But like 99% of the time I go there, it's like, I know what I'm wanting. I know what I'm getting. Know what you're getting. Yep. I have to go and find somebody to help me find the damn thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if I can just look at my phone and go, oh, yep, it's there. And just pull up and say, yeah, hey, guys, I know you got it. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, dude, I mean, I think that's a change that we're going to see. And I think you could see that in as little as three to five years becoming a main, th- main oh, yeah. thing. These these restaurants and all of them around here are doing they're doing all these drive everybody's doing drive through everybody yeah. pretty much is open in my opinion they're right. just doing drive through I just ordered some shirts by the way I should have said this if you haven't had a chance yet um, to you loyal listeners loyallistenersshirt.com loyallistenersshirt.com I bought some shirts I got them out there um, and I'm, they may be sold out by now but I bought two hundred of them I'm trying to sell them and we're going to give all the money away to uh, get PPE for our people on the front line. So if you go to loyallistenershirt.com, I should have said that at the beginning, Tron. Damn. <laughs> I'm, my staff's always on me about this. So I can right. told you to say this. Say this, and and this. And <laughs> Forget about that. But anyway, so I get too excited. But anyways, there, there's just, I see a lot of those changes coming from, I, I've talked to many of my clients. And when I say many, a handful, okay, who have told me that they think it is the silliest thing in the world that you could get, um, that you would, order your groceries from Walmart or that you would do it from Aldi's. Those same people said that you should think that. Now they're doing it. And they're like, I don't really know if I'm ever going to start doing it again. And I mean, these are 65 plus year old people. And I'm thinking, shit's about to change. Uh I like Mm -hmm. what you said though. And I want loyal listeners to take that back. Let's not say I can't wait until things get back to the way they were. You know, I can't wait to get to things to way they're going to be. Yeah. That, is very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Tron, we're going to wrap it up with this. Leaders are readers and readers are leaders. Now we know you're a leader, so we know you're a reader. What do you list? What are you reading right now, buddy? Uh, I'm actually reading right now, um, Relentless. So it's by a principal in uh, Hamish Brewer, who is in uh, Virginia. Uh, He is a skateboarding principal. He skateboards down his hall and he's from New Zealand, uh, and wow. just changing the game, right? Like changing the game and, and the, the landscape of what it looks like. I heard him um, speak uh, and I've watched him for a while, but yeah, like he's, a, he's a game changer. So great. So he's one of those, he's one of those leaders in your guys's uh, industry, I guess. Yes. And your guys yes. is sweet, man. That's awesome, yep. dude. That's awesome. Good, good. Tron, thank you. And, 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 and I got to give also, I have to say this, and this is, this is actually very serious that I, I'm sorry for being so rude. You are a doctor. Tron Young. He's my friend, so I forget to say that, but with all due respect. No, I mean, how long, when did you get your doctorate? Last May. Last May. I thought it was recent. And then doctorate in education? Yes. Oh, fantastic. Yes, dude. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Where you're at right now is is, is still just the beginning, and we all know that. We all know that. You've got great things to give, so I really appreciate it. Uh, O'Fallon is lucky to have you. You are a great and amazing person. And uh, thank you very much. Uh, anything you want to say to kind of wrap it up? 
Now, hey, I appreciate being here. And just remember, um, you got to do the things that others do not think to do to get the results that others are not able to get. Thank you. Love it, brother. Love it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, loyal listeners, I hope you gave you a treat here with this great, amazing people because I think he is. I think he's pretty amazing in the things he's going to do. I don't know how many of you have a doctorate degree. He does. I don't know how many of you guys were principal of the year. He was. I don't know how many of you guys were teacher of the year. He was. And and all it is, is if you heard about it, I think at the end of the day, I could say it's based on culture. I can say, once again, it's based on getting his team to believe that we are the best, to be, as you said, to be proud of the fact that we're here, to be proud of the fact that people need to invest in us and to do business with us, to do mentorship with us. I just want us loyal listeners to realize that there's not much difference between what he's saying and what we should be doing in our organizations as well. Yeah, there's little tweaks to it that don't associate because we're not educating kids. But as I've said for a long time, we are educating a society on insurance. We are trying to be there whenever we know there's certain certain situation with all the things that are out there. All those YouTube videos that could teach those kids, they need teachers to say, this is how it can affect you. That's what we need to be doing. That's what we should be doing. That's what any leader should be doing. That's just part of leadership. That's why he's got a doctorate educational leadership. Tron, appreciate you very much, dude. You've been fantastic. This has been Jason Cass. I do what I do because I do it for you. Tell your, tell me your thoughts, tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Jason Cass, and he's Tron Young. We are out. Are dropped calls and poor voice quality slowing down your business communication? It's time you switch to a solution that keeps the team connected seamlessly. Introducing Lightspeed Voice, your gateway to a revolutionary VoIP system designed to elevate your business communications to the next level. With Lightspeed Voice, you get more than just a reliable connection. You get feature-rich system that adapts to your business needs, whether it's video, conferencing, virtual voicemail, or call forwarding. Lightspeed Voice, they've got you covered. They got my agency covered at the Insurance Alliance. Worried about the transition? Don't be. Lightspeed Voice offers a seamless integration, making the switch to our VoIP system a breeze. Our expert support team, that's what they're known for, is here to guide you every step of the way, ensuring a smooth and efficient transition for your business. That's right. But that's not all. Lightspeed Voice is not just a communication tool. It's a strategic investment in your business success. It is. Save on your monthly communication costs while enjoying top-notch service. It's a win-win and it is. You can put that money somewhere else. Don't let outdated communication systems hold your business back. Upgrade to Lightspeed Voice today and experience the difference. Visit our website or call now to schedule a demo and see firsthand how Lightspeed Voice can transform your business communications. Lightspeed Voice, where every word matters and your business is always in sync. Cass approved.